Let no one deceive himself. I think we do that a lot. Because if we aren't different than someone who hasn't encountered Christ, what are we doing here? Right? If somebody were to look at our lives and say, yeah, they do everything pretty much at the same rate as everybody else, why are we wasting our time here? I think sometimes it's because we just want fire insurance, right? We just want to make sure that like at the end of our days, we're going to be fine. I want my eternal life to be changed by Jesus, but my present life, no thank you. I, I, I would like to boil down the gospel or water it down to just be a nice guy. Just be a nice gal. Just, you know, let people do whatever they're going to do and just try not to be too mean. But if that is all that the gospel tells us, then I don't know what gospel you're reading. If that is the the whole point of the gospel is just, you know what, be nice, don't get in people's way. Then all of this is a waste of time. And we've been deceiving ourselves. No, the gospel is radical. And it's not meant to just change our eternity. It's meant to be us embracing eternal life now. To where everybody can look at us and say, wow, the current's going this way, but they're going the other way. The world might be going somewhere in a handbasket, but you know what? They have their eyes fixed on heaven, and they live accordingly. It's sad because we Catholics, we tend to live like people who don't believe in God. We have this beautiful Catholic social teaching. We, we have all of this faith that we could just sink our teeth into and really live. But instead, we see the teachings of the church as optional. And people can look at our life and say, yeah, my cousin who doesn't even believe there's a God, hasn't gone to church for eight years, looks exactly like my other cousin who goes to Mass every single week. That's what I think we need to invite the Lord to change within us. Because if we read, even in the Old Testament, it's radical. What is it that God says? He says, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You see, there's the big difference. Many other divinities over the the, the history of mankind, people's projections of what God might ask of them, they said, sacrifice for us, do some things for us, but you're never going to be like us. No, 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 no. That distinction is going to be there. We are great, and you are nothing. The difference between the God who revealed himself to the Jewish people and then was the fullness of revelation in Jesus Christ is that he says, I want you to be like me. I, I don't just want you to worship me. I want you to be transformed into my own image. I want to share my holiness with you. And then Jesus, in the gospel, says, Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. He wants to perfect us, to complete us, to let us reach this incredible potential. But it starts with believing that that's even possible. Very often we just think, Ah, oh, Father, no, I can't live differently. I've tried before. I tried in like one little way and I failed and I got discouraged. People pointed out my hypocrisy. They said, whoa, 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 little Miss Holy here. We know your past. And and so I I didn't want to keep going. But friends, what are we doing here with this child today? 
If we are initiating her into a community that speaks of Christ, but is not in communion with him. If we are saying, yes, welcome into the church, we don't buy what the church teaches. What a sad thing we would be doing to be placing on her beautiful little shoulders the responsibility of a citizen of heaven, but said, oh, we don't live by that ourselves. No, what we're doing today is saying to her, to little Mary Ruth, we're saying, welcome to the family. And this family is worth being in. Yes, life is more difficult for us in many ways. Yes, the world might look at us and see what we do as foolishness, but we believe in the God for whom the wisdom of this world is mere foolishness. We believe in the God and we truly live that belief out in the God who wants us to live different. So we can look this Lent. What is it that in my life needs to change for me to accept the radical call of the gospel? Because, you know, the most uncomfortable place to be, the most painful way to live, is to trust God a little bit. Because then you trust him enough to at least listen to what he wants of us, but not enough to entrust ourselves and really dive fully into it. Right? Being on the fence is a dangerous place to be. The winds can knock you down and it's very uncomfortable. And so what am I on the fence about? What teaching of the church? Cohabitation. Contraception. Paying a just wage. Not lying. Not gossiping. Maybe destructive behavior that I get into on the internet. All of these things that if people look at us side by side with somebody who is not Catholic and who does not believe in Jesus Christ, we're doing it at the same rates. And they might say, why should I even believe in Jesus? If he hasn't changed them, why would he change me? Maybe with some of these things we think, oh, no, 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 well, the church is wrong on that. Well, prove that to me then, please. Actually think. Go through the arguments that the church presents for why she teaches what we teach. And then come to me with why the church is wrong and you are right. But don't claim to be Catholic and then despise Catholicism. Don't say, uh, I, I, I am uh, in communion with Jesus, but I don't really trust him enough to do what he says and live as he teaches. Because, friends, he's radical. He doesn't just say, be nice. He says, be holy, for I am holy. Be perfect as I am perfect. Let me perfect you in all of the little decisions, but then also the big ones. He's saying not just trust a little bit in me, but he's saying entrust yourself completely to me. Live differently. Start your eternal life now instead of just letting it be a fire insurance policy where you hope that someday you'll end up in a good place. But right now you'll live no differently than somebody who has not encountered Jesus. It's wild what he says to us. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. There he's basically saying, vengeance has no place for you if you belong to me. Me who had, I who had my my hands driven through with nails. And as that happened, as I was hung up on a cross... Bleeding, left to die, I said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I I mentioned that yesterday, actually, to a man. 
he was so upset at a political figure. I'm not going to name who it was. But he was just saying, that man is pure evil. And he was so upset that somebody prayed for him at Mass once. He said, I will not pray for him because of what he is doing. And I said to him, yeah, what he is doing to those people, it's like driving nails through the hands of Christ. He said, absolutely. And I said, what did Jesus do to the people who were driving nails through his hand? He said, Father, forgive them. And at that moment, I gave that man a choice. I said, you can either be like this man that you despise, or you could be like Jesus. Jesus is giving you that choice. You can either be like the world that you hate, or you can be like the Lord who loves you. The choice is ours this Lent. Are we going to transform into those who truly trust Christ with all that is in them? Are we going to live differently, or are we just going to be imitations of a world that is worth hating? Is it going to be vengeance that drives us or this supernatural love? If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. You know what the Lord is teaching us there? Holy resiliency. That that if people are terrible to me, that doesn't dictate that I will be terrible to them. If there is an easier path in life that just bypasses, for the sake of convenience, the teachings of the church, I'm going to do the hard thing because I trust that God will help me in it. In the way that I plan my family, in the way that I plan my finances, in the way that I live my life, in the way that I restore my relationships, does Jesus even enter into the equation? Or do I just assume, I can act however I want, he'll forgive me later. Don't live for later. Let Jesus change you now. I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. You see, that's the crux of it there. If we live this way, we are living into the great dignity of our identity as sons and daughters of God. Because it all starts with the identity. If, if my Catholic faith is just a checklist of things that I need to do, of course I'm not going to do them. Because they're really, really hard. You have to trust amazingly in the Lord because your whole family maybe is saying, you are, you are foolish for acting this way. How can you possibly welcome another child into this world? Can't you, can't you see how you're doing it already? Can't you see this crazy world that we're living in? Or they might say, you're really going to get married without living with this person first. Really. The world's wisdom says that you got to try it on. Take it for a test drive first. How's that working out for the world? Is marriage better now than it was before? Are people happier now than they were before? Is the world's wisdom showing us that it is bearing good fruit? Or have we reached new lows of misery? Friends, why do we trust the world? More than we trust Jesus. Why do we trust the world's wisdom more than we teach, trust the teachings of the church? That's something for us to ponder this Lent. And to ponder at this Mass. As we begin, uh, as we prepare for this holy season. As we get to witness the miracle of somebody being changed from being a creature made in the image and likeness of God to being a daughter of God. Let's remember... We are sons and daughters of God. 
That means we should look like him. We should be holy like him. We should be perfected by his love. We should strive to live differently. Because that is our noble call. That is our eternal destiny. And that is our fulfillment of our identity as sons and daughters of God Most High.